the volume. The Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook for obvious reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. Fast payouts in as quick as two hours. Are you kidding me? And do you see these same game parlay bets? Not to mention the live betting. Just a gorgeous platform all the way across the board. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they will be sharing all season long on my podcast. You can't miss it. We're talking about risk-free bets, same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds, markets, and more. That's boosted odds, baby. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO. So they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona. 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, welcome back in. We got live moods on the mic. It is time to talk NBA futures. Live, you just came back from All Star Weekend. How you doing? How you feeling? Doing good. Feeling tired, um, but this break from the NBA is nice because obviously that's kind of the sport that I'm primarily betting on right now. Now that the NFL is over, so it's nice to have a little bit of a break. But I'm excited for the games to start back up. All right, let's start out. I want to talk some futures here, and we'll start out in the East. It's an interesting slate here in the East, not as two-horse race, three-horse tops in the West here. There's a few teams that can roll the dice and win, especially with this blockbuster trade and new teams not having that chemistry that are at the top of the favorites list right now. Bucks and Nets are tied at plus 270 on FanDuel. Then, of course, you have the Sixers, third, Heat, Boston, so on and so forth. Do you have any strong thoughts on who you'd like to win in the East and or a value play? Yeah, value play, I'll start there. My sleeper team uh, in the East is this Cavs team right now. I mean, I was just in Cleveland, so maybe I'm feeling the high of all the Cleveland fans being out there. But Darius Garland right now is playing out of his mind. Evan Mobley, I think, is in great conversation for Rookie of the Year. Jarrett Allen's another great big man in the league. So I just like the way this Cavs team is playing. I also think that their coach could be in conversation for Coach of the Year based off of how he's kind of turned this team around and the way they've been playing this season so far. Uh, 
really liking them on both sides of the ball in terms of offense and defense. But in terms of a play that I actually think is a good one, um, obviously I do think the Bucks deserve to be the favorites right now. They have shown the most consistency thus far. Uh, like you kind of alluded to, the East is tough. We've got a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of injuries. Um, there were some trades happening. So unlike the West, it's kind of that – I'm feeling a little less confident on the East side of things for sure in terms of the futures market, but I kind of like the 76ers. Obviously Joel Embiid is the front runner for MVP right now. He can't be stopped. I think him having James Harden to help him out is going to be huge. Uh, That's a duo that I do not mind watching. I think that they will continue to win games, which is important. And, you know, it's tough because I do think that this Nets, uh, 76ers conversation are kind of the two teams right now that people are stumped on. Um, and my only reservation with the Nets here is their lack of chemistry. They haven't been able to really form chemistry on this team thus far. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is not playing in every game. He's in, he's out. I know there's conversation that he may be in for a good majority of this last stretch of the regular season, but a lot of teams have spent the first half of the regular season building that chemistry. The Nets aren't even there yet. So I do worry about that a little bit. KD, obviously, battling injuries. Uh, James Harden, to me, was the most consistent person that was on the floor playing basketball for this team. Uh, he's now gone. So the chemistry factor is tough for me, which is why I'm going to lean 76ers here. Uh, Bucks obviously, are a good choice as well. But it's tough to win win back-to-back. So I'm, I'm going to rock with the 76ers. Yeah, it's it's well said. It's tough right now when you don't know with Simmons' mental health and then KD's right. physical health. I, I'm leaning net, nets here because of what I'm seeing out of the Bucs and the Sixers. I watched that game the other day right before the break. Bucks caught a rough one against the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers are 21st right now in offense and the Bucs are sitting there at 16th in defense. And if either of those teams want to win the East, that's just simply not going to cut it. It's weird right. how the Bucs kind of have coasted to start the regular season two thirds now through. I right. think they can run the table. I think they, with the championship pedigree they have, they just don't have the same aura as last year. And again, yeah. that's more feel and yeah. an eye test than X's and O's. Cause of course, you know, they're, they're still looking good and in a prime position to win the East. I'm nervous about the Sixers. I think James Harden, he's one of those guys. He's got that wide receiver diva energy to him. He's going to either bring good energy or he's going to be a chemistry killer. And I know Joel Embiid is playing MVP basketball. This supporting cast, I think losing a 15 points per game Curry element and losing, I would say, Andre Drummond playing decent two-way basketball for a backup big could hurt them in the playoffs. So, yeah, to wrap it up, I'm looking at this Nets team. I'm saying the shooting when they're on is absolutely the best in the East. I mean, again, between Patty Mills, Curry, and if Joe Harris can come back, plus KD, plus Kyrie, and they're bigs. I mean, even Blake Griffin can hit the three now. LaMarcus Aldridge. They have so much talent, and I think in this particular season, I'm not seeing any Eastern teams with lights-out chemistry, even the Bucs, which kind of surprises me. I'm going to go Nets here just because if I had to put $100 on any of these teams, I'm going to go with KD in the squad. And I knew this injury was coming with Kevin. He played all the way through last year, then the Olympics. It was very difficult, no time off. 
over 30 now can't do that. So I'm going to go Nets put in the short, but also keeping it long on the Eastern. <laughs> um, let's, let's get your thoughts, Liv, on the Western Conference. This is the Warriors and Suns, both at plus 170 on FanDuel. And then you have Utah, Memphis, and so on. Yeah, sleeper team for me in the West is absolutely the Grizzlies uh, at 17 to one. I think the value there is great. I think one thing that I have talked about the most and it kind of rubs people the wrong way, but I go back to this chemistry piece every single time because I have noticed that the teams with the best chemistry, also talent plays a huge role, but the teams with the best chemistry typically shock the most people. Um, with this Grizzlies team, their best player, John Morant, went out with an injury and they were still winning games. Every player on this Grizzlies team knows their role. Um, John Morant obviously is playing MVP, MVP uh, basketball here. He is arguably one of the strongest point guards in the league right now. You could definitely make a case for him as most improved player. He is the front runner in that category as well. So they just got a lot going on. Um, Desmond Bain is a three-point shooter. Steven Adams has been pleasantly surprising for me. I think once they got rid of Valanchunas, I was a little nervous because I really loved the way that he played. But Steven Adams has been awesome. Jaron Jackson Jr. I think is extremely slept on in terms of defensive player of the year conversation. I'm loving the way that he's playing defense. So they've got a lot of pieces to their puzzle. And I feel like their chemistry is there. Everyone knows their role. Even when their best player, John Morant, is out, they're still playing great basketball. This kind of leads me to my next point with the Suns. Chris Paul is now out for what, six to eight weeks in this final stretch of the regular season with an injury. Um, I worry about the Suns right now. And I've been saying this for a month that there is something in my gut that tells me there's going to be some sort of choking happening, whether it's an injury that costs them, you know, some, some wins here uh, or just a flat out, you know, tough last stretch of their regular season. Something has been telling me that that's what's going to happen. I was talking to a Suns fan in Cleveland, actually, and we were kind of getting into it back and forth. And before Chris Paul was even announced injured, he said, if Chris, if something were to happen to a guy like Chris Paul, it would be really tough for the Suns. And sure enough, here we are. He's out for six to eight weeks. So I think when you look at the West, you're looking at these teams. We saw it with the Warriors as well. Draymond Green goes out and it was a completely different Warriors team. So I'm trying to look at the teams where I feel like if their main guy or one or two of their main guys were out, would they be okay? Because at the end of the day, we can't predict a healthy squad. We don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Um, so obviously the Warriors, they anticipate getting Draymond Green back. So I do like where they're sitting as the favorite. But of course, when Draymond went out, they were a completely different team. That could happen with Steph Curry. That could happen with you know a lot of different people on that squad. Um, but yeah, my sleeper team being the Grizzlies, just because they did have their best guy go out and they they handled themselves just fine. So I'm really liking the position there, and especially with that value, I think the value is great. Um, but I do worry about the Suns. I do worry about the Suns, and I think this next six to eight weeks without CP3 will be very telling for for what they can bring in the playoffs, and and their odds may be changing quite a bit. So. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies are a great story. I think they're going to have a little bit of that jazz where they dominate the regular season feel come in the playoffs and they'll win a series. I think I don't see them going deep again. It's, it's kind of a progression league. Like you rarely have a Cincinnati Bengals in the NBA that comes out of nowhere. You kind of get into the playoffs and these teams that are playing pressure free really in the regular season shift a little in the playoffs because they're going against elevated play. 
I think there's great value. I do think the Grizzlies are probably the value play even over the Jazz right now if there was a long shot. I'm concerned about the Warriors. They started so hot, and now they just don't look like a championship team, even though they do play great defense. I don't know how I don't take the Suns here and take them all the way. I am nervous about the injury to Chris Paul, but this team lived their top five in offense and defense, only team in the league that is in both five top five categories. They're number one in point differential. They're top five in assists. They're top six in steals, top four rebounding team. They don't turn the ball over. They literally do everything right. Also, the extra element that they went all the way to the top of the mountain were up 2-0, just two 48-minute basketball games away from being champions, and then got swept for straight by the Bucs. They have come in, come in unequivocally more dialed than anybody else in the regular season, going to get home court more likely than not. I mean, we saw them go on a franchise record 18-game win streak this season. They've won 14 in their last 15. They've lost two times since December. We're a week away from March. Like, they just are unbelievable. And I think it shouldn't go understated. Adding McGee, who's a 10-7 and 7 guy off the bench, and has three championships. Adding Bismack Biombo, who's putting up just under 10. Crowder giving you Crowder numbers. Payne averaging double digits. I think Payne's going to be big here in this six- to eight-week stretch, starting point guard if they put him there. I just don't even see any holes in this team. It's really health as the only thing holding them back. So I'm on the Suns. I like them to win it all. And 170 is not value, but two I like in the West. Do you worry that they're picking up momentum too early? I mean, there we have seen this before where it's kind of that kind of what you were saying with the Warriors. Obviously, the Suns have continued to be consistent for a lot longer than the Warriors, but I do think Draymond Green was a huge part of that. Do you worry that there's a plummet coming, or do you see a team that is going to consistently keep playing great basketball through this final stretch? I mean, it's a good it's a good thing to, to think about as a better. I think, you know, their home field, they're 26 and five at home this season. It's such a tough place to play right. in Phoenix. You remember, I think they won eight straight last playoffs yeah. at home. Yeah. I think the Lakers stole one, but it, it just is a very hard place to play a very ruckus environment. I don't think the momentum thing, I think that's more football because you're one and done on any given Sunday. This, you know, yeah, you could have a bad night, but to beat this team in a seven game series with home court, I don't really worry about it. No. I mean, I think if Chris Paul's out for the playoffs, I think we got to reassess completely, but it's almost like we knew he was going to get injured. Now that he's getting that out of the way, let's hope like he doesn't get injured right, again. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on them, but let's switch. You'll like my next thought here. Let's switch to MVP. This is an exciting, obviously sports media narrative. Everyone loves talking MV, MVP. There's a few candidates, couple bigs and bead right now is the favorite. Who do you like for MVP? Larry? I had this conversation in Cleveland as well. And I was trying to, you know, explain why I felt like Jokic was a better player than, or a better big than Embiid. And people basically told me to shut up. So I didn't have that <laughs> conversation for very long because people were not loving what I was saying, but I do feel like this. And, and, and I was in the East. Okay. I was in the East coast. So I should have known better than to go out there talking about Jokic but I did say that I feel like the MVP candidacy is a popularity contest. And to me, remove my bias, I feel like Jokic is a more lovable guy than Embiid. And that's just how I feel. Um, 
So I think it's tough. I do think that Embiid and Jokic are pulling far away from the rest and it's going to be really tough to compete with their numbers right now. I mean, they are dominating. I, I'm going to continue to ride with my bet because I already put it in early November. John Moran, I grabbed him at plus 3,200. Um, so if he cashes, I walk with 3,200. Obviously, the conversation there is, well, they win games without him, so he's not the most valuable player, which I understand. But um, I still stand by the bet. I think it was a great bet because I placed it before he really popped off. It was actually just before his injury. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to continue to ride with John Moran and the Grizzlies here, just because I've got money on it um, that I'm hoping to cash out on. However uh, yeah, I think it's a tough competition right now between those two bigs. And, and to me, it boils down to likability. And I think Jokic is more likable than Embiid. And that's just, maybe that is my bias, but that's how I feel. So uh, tough race there, but I do think, you know, if the Grizzlies, or I'm sorry, if the Warriors continue to win, um, I think Steph is also in great conversation. We saw what he did in the all-star game. <laughs> he got MVP there. I could see him getting it, you know, in the, re in the regular season here. So <sighs> I'm going to remove my bias and I'm going to say Embiid. I would, I would probably choose right now just because of how his numbers are going, but with Harden, Harden may hurt his chances at MVP if Harden comes in and starts putting up numbers as well. So that's another reason right there to maybe go with Jokic. If you're going for a big man, I say maybe put your money on Jokic because we're not sure how Harden being on the Sixers is going to affect Embiid's numbers. So I'm going to rock with Jokic. I've changed my mind. I'm rocking with Jokic because of this Harden <laughs> trade. Okay. And then, you know, rocking with my jaw at plus 3,200 and might sprinkle on Steph as well. College basketball championship season is approaching and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers can place their first college basketball bet risk-free up to $1,000. Bet college basketball any way you like. I love the opportunity to bet college basketball on a same-game parlay bet. You can jump into the action with live betting as well, or bet big promotions like odds boosts that FanDuel always provides. And when you win, FanDuel will pay you your winnings in as little as two hours. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up with promo code MONACO to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's promo code MONACO. Make the college basketball championships mean more on FanDuel Sportsbook. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado Indiana New Jersey Virginia 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan 1-877-8-HOPE New York or text HOPE New York 467-369 New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. That's an impressive ticket to be holding on. That's like Willy Woo. Wonka golden ticket ask over there. 3200 That's you can you can put down a month of Manhattan rent over here in, 
in that kind of waters plus 3200 i love that oh, i'm actually rocking with your guy i'm loving Jokic right now i think there's a little bit of value here considering he's not the front runner i mean look at his numbers last year 26 10 and 8 and he won the mvp and this year it's 26 13.8 and 7.9 he has a better resume this year than last year he's not he's it's second in boards and it's top eight in points and assists. And the the 46 double doubles, the 15 triple doubles, I mean, the guy is playing out of his mind. I think if you take him off the nuggets without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, there there's a bigger drop off than if Embiid goes away in Philly with that rotation element yep. player type feel over there in support he is carrying the nuggets right now and they're in the Big playoffs time. right now solely because of him i'm hearing jamal murray's coming back i just think right now it's as simple as what did he do last year what is he doing this year and then i don't want to put my money on him and beat who's finished what two seasons in his entire tenure he just he's he's always hurt he always gets hurt i can't do yep. that I think Jaws an incredible ticket to be holding on to. If I were to hedge on anything, I'd probably go Jokic and hedge with Jaws. So uh, we're, we're in complete agreement on that one. I love it. Can we also talk about the fact, I have to just get this out there because I have seen Jokic in person. Obviously I'm from Denver. I've seen him about whatever. This is the most normal looking dude you've ever seen in your life. If you did not watch basketball and you saw him in his, you know, sweatpants, t-shirt, carrying his soda because he loves drinking soda carrying his soda you'd be like oh yeah that's just the super tall dude whatever and then he gets a ball in his hand and it is so effortless and easy and he is just an animal I, like I it blows my mind every time I go to a Nuggets game he blows my mind every single time and I have been a Nuggets fan since birth and I just I cannot wrap my head around how effortless basketball looks for this guy it's incredible it's I love it. I hate to hear you drink soda. That is so upsetting. Come on. <laughs> that, no, I heard a story yeah. that when he came to the Nuggets, he was drinking like a six pack a day of soda. And they, were, and they were like, they were like, Jokic, you cannot do that. Like you need to be in shape. And that's when he lost all that weight. You remember when he like slimmed down yeah. big time, they were like, dude, you cannot just like, he would like pregame with soda like that was like his thing he loved soda I don't know if he like just didn't get a lot of it in Serbia I think is where he's from but he yeah. just like loved soda and they were like no dude you need to be like oh my drinking gosh. water being healthy and that's why he like slimmed down completely and now he's a freaking animal so it's great so gosh, put down the soda down if you want to be like Jokic put down the soda okay oh my gosh Drink some all right water. Let's go rapid fire here. Yep. Let's talk a little win totals with a few teams. Too high, too low, or just right. Let's start with this Lakers team. 38 and a half, see over under their 27-31. What do you think on that? Oh, man. I want to say too high just because I feel like realistically it is probably just right because um, they're sitting at 27-31 right now. Um I want to say just right, but there is nothing impressive to me right now about this Lakers team. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to say it's too high because there is nothing impressive about this Lakers team to me in this moment right now. There's no chemistry. Anthony Davis cannot stay healthy, like for the life of him. And there's only so much LeBron James can do by himself. 
So I think it's too high because I think the Lakers are done, done this year. I, yeah. There's nothing impressive to me about them. That hurts my 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 SoCal feelings very deeply. So this is my team. I'm I'm going just right. I'm saying they're hitting the over. I can't let this season go. I can't get over how well LeBron's playing. I mean, 24 games and they need, let's see, 11, 12 wins. Can they win one of every two games? I think they can. I think if there's a moment for Russ to turn it around, they need him now more than ever. We have to turn the juju around. In the locker room, I know it's it's going south and it's going south fast, but I'm not jumping off just yet. I'm, I'm taking just right. And I'm taking the over on 38 and a half, but we'll see how it goes. What do you think on this Warriors team live? 56 and a half is the over under and they're 42 and 17 too high, too low or just right. Uh, you know, this one's tough because a lot of this depends on how this team plays when Draymond Green returns. I think that's kind of what everybody's sitting back waiting for with this Warriors team. You talk to any Warriors fan or any any person that's got a Warriors futures bet and they're like, well, Draymond's coming back. It's like, well, we don't know what that means. Like that just because he's coming back. Obviously, we saw how they were playing with Draymond Green. So it's very easy to make the assumption that the way he dominates on defense is just going to make this Warriors team better. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's just right. I think they're going to hit this over um, with the expectation that Draymond comes back. They get that chemistry again. I'm not sure about Wiseman. I heard through the grapevine that he may be okay to play uh, here in a little bit. So I'm not sure if that's accurate, but I'm going to say just right because I'm I'm anticipating that when Draymond Green comes back, we're going to see what we saw from this Warriors team in the first the very first few weeks of their season, which was electric. Um, so I'm going to say just right. And they're going to hit the over. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you completely. I mean, they're also, let's not forget a top four defense yes. right now. They play excellent defense and Curry's kind of hit a lull. And I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, my goodness, if you were there, you saw it in hand 16 threes in the all-star game. I mean, that's just bonkers. That is next level insane. So I think they're going to turn it on and hit that momentum and that over and play beautiful team ball. And I think they're going to come into a healthy team as well, right? For the playoffs, excited for a push. Let's talk, let's talk about this Nets team. 44 and a half, see over under. They're 31 and 28 live. They're two and eight in their last 10. You going too high, too low, or just right on 44 and a half? Feels a little too high uh, just because of all the question marks. It's not that I don't think that they're capable of hitting that over uh, because I absolutely do think that they are capable of hitting that over, but so many question marks with this team, their best player, their most important player is KD. We don't know when he's coming back. He's very injured right now. Kyrie Irving. We're not sure when he's going to be able to play in every game. We don't know what Ben Simmons mental health is going to be like, how he's going to step into that role on this Nets team. Seth Curry could be dominant, but we're, we're not sure what we're going to see too many question marks for me. So I've got to go with too high. Yeah, it's a little high for the health and the, the uncertainty. I think they, they need to hit the over and, and we were told by our producer, it's a big thing that New York might be lifting this, COVID protocol and allowing Kyrie to play. If he does, I think they can hit that over. I do think it's right. a little high though. Yeah. And they may barely get in the playoffs and still be the favorite, which is fascinating. Um, let's, let's talk about your Sixers here. 35 and 23. 
six and four in their last 10. They are at 50.5 on FanDuel. Is that too high, too low, or just right? I mean, that number feels high for sure. Um, but I, and again, question marks with Embiid's health. Is he going to stay healthy in this final stretch? Because without Embiid, um, they're going to have to do a little bit of damage control. Obviously, I think it's possible that they can continue to win games, especially now having Harden. I'm going to say it's a little bit too high, but I do think they hit the over here. I really do see a lot of potential in them getting Harden, getting Embiid some help. Uh, I think that may also help. Embiid's chances of not being injured in this final stretch is because he's got somebody that can do the rebounding, um, that can facilitate, that can also score. So it kind of takes the load off of him a little bit. And I'm very interested to see how they kind of put James Harden into this mix. Um, so it is a high number, but I'm going to say it's going to hit. Uh, so we'll go just right, maybe a tiny bit too high, but I think that they, they're going to hit that over because um, I expect a really great performance from the 76ers team now that they've got James Harden so I'm gonna say just right yeah it's a little high I think for a team that's also reshuffling the deck I do think they play sneaky good defense they're top seven yes. in points against they've been playing very good interior defense decent rebounding team they win that turnover battle often it's a little high though I mean can they win 16 games coming up here with 24 left I mean that's just math to me it's depends on Harden. I'm going to say too high. I'm going to say they don't, but that's just me. I, again, that's more of just like, I could see James not playing as many games and that's just so much on Embiid's shoulders. And then do they care about where they see it as much as, you know, other teams would, I right. don't know if they're as concerned they're playing more for the playoffs. So maybe a little rotation rest, a little load management, if you will. I could see for Embiid more than any other star going down the yeah. stretch. I'll go a little high. Um, last but not least, live Boston Celtics, 34 and 26, and a 46 and a half over under. Too high, too low, or just right? Too high. I I'm not I I don't know. This is probably the one of the most confusing NBA teams to me ever. They have so much talent. Robert Williams has been insane as a big man for this team. You've got shooters like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and I still don't know what I'm going to get from them on any given night. I have no idea. Obviously, I feel like right now they're picking up some good momentum before the all-star break they were anyway. Um, but I, I don't know. I, this is just a team. I cannot get a read on. I can't get a feel for what I think I'm going to get from them in this final stretch. So I'm going to say too high just for the sake of, I have no idea what they're going to bring for us. I'm not sure what we're going to get from them. Um, so I'm going to say too high. Yeah. I'm going to say just right. I mean, this team, it, to your point, great point. It's a very hard team to figure out. It's, this is such the NBA season tough to figure out. They beat up on the Sixers up 51 points and then lose to the Pistons. Right. Look, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, what, what is going on? Like there's no consistency. That was a little bit of a letdown spot, you know, scheduling, you know, Lord. TNT game, got to go back, play in a, a rested Pistons team, but they did go undefeated in February before that Pistons lost. They are nine to one, their last 10 and they are playing top three defense. So if their defense continues to be top three, then I think they do hit the over on this. I, if I had to bet, I would bet the over. I think the numbers right where it should be again, can they win 13 games in, you know, 22 tries? It's, it's just so right where it should be, but that's based off a streaky team right now that could easily, 
go right. hide right. or Jekyll, whatever one's the best. Right. I only watch comedies over here. So <laughs> no Jekyll and Hyde breakdown for me. Just if they go cold, I'm coming up. But yeah, that uh, that wraps up our show. Wonderful yes. chatting with you as always. The volume.